bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. What a way to start out of the pan on a Sunday afternoon with the legend, the late, great Chrissy Amphlett leading the Divinals. And in my life, it is your own life. Um, please run it the way you need, so long as you're not harming anyone else. And that's from the Divinals' What a Life album originally in 1985. We'll call that the 30th anniversary celebration. <laughs> out of the pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And we're going right to the core of that today. There's lots of ways to contact Out of the Pan. You can um, get in touch with us by Facebook on my page or on the Out of the Pan page, which is Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. You can text 61401078981. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. And you can email Out of the Pan 855 at gmail.com. And on the show today, I'm joined in the studio by a fab guest to talk about a very important event that gets right to the heart of all sorts of things to do with gender and more. Lisa Dibb from Slutwalk, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, and I suppose I'll just do the two other things. Um, declaration of interest, and I'm speaking at Slutwalk next week, <laughs> um, which is why we wanted to get you in. But also I forgot to do something very, very important. I want to acknowledge that we're broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and pay respects to elders past and present and acknowledge our LGBTI elders for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality Mm -hmm. on and around our land. Slut walk. Um, (laughs) Let's start. Some people may have heard of it. Some people may not even go, hang on, what's that about? What is slut walk and how did it start? Uh, well, it started in Melbourne um, five years ago, so this this year's our fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been going for um, for for longer than that. Um, it started originally in Toronto, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some people know the original story, but mm-hmm. uh, basically, there was a cop, uh, someone in law enforcement, who uh, straight out told uh, women that if they didn't want to be sexually assaulted, they should stop dressing quote, like sluts. Mm. Um, and obviously that was the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people uh, and they decided to march and now we still do. And still do and mm-hmm. they did what I think is a good thing. They reclaimed it. Mm. And, yeah, um, and, you know, some people some people don't want to. And in fact, that's probably the one thing that divides a lot of opinion about the march is, is, the, is the word slut and then, um, we obviously don't mind if people don't want to reclaim that um but we we do and uh one of the main sort of taglines we like to uh put out there for the march is that it's a controversial name and not a controversial message great thinking yeah mm-hmm. well i mean yeah similarly i suppose there's debates about um the australian sex party mm-hmm. but i suppose you know they've you know i think I'll give them credit. That's a, it's a catchy name that gets people's to- people talking, mm. and in a way, slut walk does that. The name does that too. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's it it goes to the heart of it because that is what um, that word divides divides a lot of people. Because 
I mean, really, there is no such thing as a slut, really. It's, mm. it's a slur that was made up to shame women about their sexuality, about their dress, yeah. or to blame them for their own uh, assault, which is obviously not their fault at all. So, I mean, to, to, to be a slut is, is, I mean, apparently, uh, it's just to uh, have a lot of sex. Like, that's, in, in high school, you, you know, you're, you're, you're called that if you, you know, are more sexually experienced than your friends. And, and it's like, you know, where does it come from? It just comes from people shaming mm. other people for their behavioural choices. It's just bizarre. You've opened up beautifully. So many things <laughs> in that in that last response. Um, I'm just going. I'm not. I have to say, which one do I dive in on first? You know? <laughs> um, control. You know, someone else telling someone else that they're shameful, mm-hmm. and this seems to me to be you know a bit of a recurring feature of slut walk. And what also other things that it's trying to stand for um, that says, hey, no one has a right to control anyone. In in any way in a relationship, if that other person deep down does just um, or or says outright does not agree with how they're they're being controlled, you know what is you know it may just be worth recounting some of the things that happen in terms of controlling situation in I'm going to say relationships of all sorts. Mm. Yeah, it's it's obviously the central issues at the heart of slut walk are victim blaming mm. and slut shaming, but obviously there's myriad issues that come yeah. that come with it you know domestic violence um obviously and there's 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 no sort of end to the ways in which um the patriarchy in general harms mm. uh anyone that isn't white cis male essentially mm-hmm. um so obviously we we do focus on survivors of sexual assault um but i think people don't realize that there are those there are survivors in literally all uh, all facets of society. Yeah. So we we would we would never try to uh, personally speak on behalf of those people, mm. but we like to allow them to represent themselves because we we don't want to put out the idea that it's just mm. white women um, because it's not at all. Um, so that's why we we want uh, all different people to to come and march under their own banners figuratively and and literally. Um, so that we can all just sort of band together. Well, definitely. And um, looking at the speakers, we've got still lots of points to come out of your previous (laughs) comment, but I've got to go with that. I mean, um, who are some of the fab speakers and MC who are going to be um, um, looking at at Slut Walk um, next week? Uh, Well, uh, Van Badham is uh, hosting. Um, Normally, I think most people would have seen... uh, uh, Karen Pickering, who was one of the founding mm. founding members of the of Saltwalk Melbourne, um, so she uh, this will this will be Van's first uh, first MCing job. Obviously, most people know Van for uh, her her uh, columns and writing. Uh, she's also obviously very uh, big in the activism scene, um, and obviously just a a brilliant orator. So mm-hmm. so she'll be uh, sort of hosting hosting the day. Uh, we'll also have uh, Jane Green. From uh, Scarlet Alliance, yeah, um, representing um, sex workers who obviously have um, a lot of uh, high, higher incidence of yes. sexual assault, and and also the added the added burden of being in a in in the sex industry, which has a lot of problems of its own that um, can come from consent and victim blaming, and yeah, because you know there's it's it's um. 
it's it's unfortunate in society that um, most uh, mainstream view of sex work is that it's uh, against a woman's will, which is just not true at all. <laughs> well, well, that that's true, and you know, you've hit on hit on something that is really important. That you know, there's just so much stigma about sex work, and I sometimes make the comparison that it was oh, 10, 12 years ago, GLBTI were told, well, it's your fault that you get assaulted or it's your fault that you've got worse mental health problems. And, of course, now we've got all the evidence that it's discrimination that creates the issue. And the same broad principle, logically, would apply to people working in the sex industry. Exactly, but, yeah. Mm. We, 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 would never, we, we would never advocate for people to uh, get into sex work if they didn't want to in mm. the same way that we wouldn't say get into anything if you don't don't do anything you don't want to do but well, but obviously people don't realize again this is a mainstream view people don't realize that uh it's it's a job it's a job like any others and they deserve the same rights that everyone else has in their job you would never ever accept someone being sexually assaulted in uh in an accounting office mm. or or at a or at a restaurant so why should it be okay for them to be assaulted at their workplace. Yeah, well, totally. And you've hit on, I think, a really good point that um, the sex industry is about um, employers, employees, as you say, like the accountant or the factory or um, the rest of the cafe or whoever it is. Mm. And why does it need a whole set of separate regulations? The answer to that rhetorical question, of course, is because so-called moral purists, who don't seem to be very pure at times at all, um, think they can control someone else's life. Yeah, exactly. And people, people who do um, victimise sex workers are uh, of the opinion, and obviously apologists of that of that kind of behaviour, obviously think that because they uh, do sexual things for work, then their their bodies somehow are free game. But I mean, as anyone can tell you, rape is not sex. So totally. it's um again it's it's absurd to have to say to people that uh sex work does not equal rape, but unfortunately we have to really drill this um mm. drill this point home for people that still don't get it. Yeah. And it comes back so much to you know, to something that did come out of one of your earlier comments about um, you know, sex negativity, and I think that's a conversation in itself. <laughs> so what we might do is have a track, um, yeah. have a breather, come back with that, and um, you know, talk about that more in many other aspects, including I want to talk about um, issues of shame in terms of GLBTI and similar type relationships as well. I think that's really important too. Oh yeah. So let's <laughs> have um, a breather while we listen to a powerful woman talk about a powerful, sing about a powerful woman, Wendy Rule, and. One of my fave tracks, Artemis. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Lisa Dibb from Slutwalk. Like in Canada and in Australia, they cannot discharge tailings directly into the riverways. But in Pogara, they discharge their tailings in the waterways and they kill us and they say it's okay. You are just being killed for trespassing. Subscribe to 3CR bringing you voices and opinions the mainstream media don't dare touch. They have the exclusive right to extract the mineral below six feet, but that exclusive right does not permit them also to kill people. Who does the killing? The company has uh, specially arranged security forces. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377. 
from every corner of the land. Womankind, arise! Women on the Line, a current affairs program devoted to women's voices, covering a diversity of women's interests and hearing women's perspectives on current affairs. Erosion of human rights leads directly and inevitably to erosion of human security. We do not accept the denial of our rights because the right to have a say over our country is our life. Women on the Line. Tune in on Mondays at 8.30am and Wednesdays at 6am on 3CR Community Radio 855am. And streaming live at 3cr.org.au. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. And, well, couldn't think of a better track to play on a show talking about um, powerful, empowering all genders. Wendy Rule from Deity, the 1998 album, and Artemis. And um, how brilliantly coincidental, Wendy Rule's in Melbourne and has a gig next Saturday. Of course, Australian-born, but um, now living in America. But he's back in Melbourne and there's a gig at the old favourite 303 next Saturday, the 5th of September in the evening. Sweet. So, yes, after a, a day of um, empowering yourself, you can just sort of general, gently wind down at the end of the day with, in the back of 303 with Wendy Rule and, of course, longtime friend cellist Rachel Samuel. Uh, um, and it says on Wendy's page at good old bar 303, 303 High Street, Northcote. Lovely Northcote. Yes, um, the, the, cent- the centre of the northern universe or something <laughs> like that. We wanted to talk about... Um, sex positivity um, very much in light of sort of what we were saying before um, we played Wendy um, in the first segment. And I think that this touches on a real issue and I'm indebted to my friend and colleague um, Anne Hunter who primarily focuses on polyamory. She said in a radio interview on Joy 94.9 a few months ago that as a society we are sex obsessed but sex negative, and I thought afterwards, what a dysfunctional combination. Yep. So let's talk about, um, you know, sex negativity vis-a-vis sex positivity and perhaps how can we start to change that a bit so we get a more functional combination and how it relates to slut walk. So there's all sorts of things to talk about in there. <laughs> yeah, throw it open. It's, it's pretty bizarre how, um, yeah, that that comment about um, sex obsession but sex negativity is totally true. Um, I was watching a documentary about um, webcam girls uh, the other day. I think it was on SBS, I think. And um, one of the women was saying that in, in Britain anyway, um, they pretend to be prudish or, or, or to not like sex or to think it's uh, – to think that anything above, you know, general – no, quote unquote, you know, uh, normal sex is mm. uh, is is weird, uh, mm. and yet they they have so many fetishes and and uh, they do genuinely love sex. So, but they just feel the need to hide it and pretend mm. like sex is this big evil thing. And I mean, we have that in Australia as well. Of course, we've yeah. got um, we've got, of course, billboards and ads and magazines and uh, a sex obsessed society, and yet. Uh, if somebody doesn't fit, uh, say, a heterosexual norm, mm. it's considered just this absolute shock to the system. Yeah. It's so... I just I just can't imagine being the kind of person that would be looking at, uh, say, looking at, uh, you know, 
zoo magazine all day and 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 then suddenly think that uh, a woman who enjoys sex and you know may even go looking for it is somehow disgusting or mm. shameful yeah it just sends so many contradictory messages and also i think leads into you know sort of gender power imbalances mm. and not just in what society sees gender as which is largely <clears throat> um cisgender heterosexual masculine male and cisgender heterosexual feminine female and i always say masculine and feminine for right or for wrong in using those words yeah. but this is where we you know start talking about all you know we do get beyond other um, relationships other than heterosexual and of course i suppose the other thing that came out of what you just said we hier- hierarchize can we use that word i'll make it up yeah um you know forms of relationships heterosexual marriage that's only for procreation then heterosexual marriage then heterosexual de facto and of course along we go and um you know and then um all sorts of you know whether it's regardless of the gender regardless of the number of people etc but um yeah we t- you know when we start um, hierarchizing and having such limited ideas of gender, it can put issues out there for relationships that are, we'll say, other than that limited form of he- limited forms of heterosexual relationship. And this, of course, gets into um, the areas that this show knows and loves of mm. um, pansexuality, LGBTI, whatever we're calling it, and what sort of implications come up for the- in that area. Australia is so weirdly puritanical. Um, even the uh, the, the the current things that are the or, or the things that our current government have been saying have have really brought that to the forefront. Their ideas about women and uh, and the entire um, LG, LGBTIQ community. Mm. I mean, just it's it is literally not in their imagination that anyone would not be like them. Mm. It's really strange and. You know, I guess when you when you grow up with that kind of thing, in that kind of society that you know is very very white, hetero cisgender, it's you know it must be a shock to the system to see something that's not like that. But they also don't want to learn anymore, and a lot of people are like that. A lot of people uh, think that anything that is different is scary. Mm. Uh, or different to to what they know, yeah. uh, and they don't really care to find out to find out any more. So, I mean, ignorance is, is bliss for a lot of people. So, I mean, it'd be nice to kind of wake people up from that reverie, but uh, some people don't want to. You have to drag them kicking and screaming. Well, yeah, if you're in a nice, safe little comfort zone and it's all easy and you've never had to think about anything which, um, you know, GLBTI people have had, women in general have had to do, and then whilst I can't speak for other groups, you know, people who are Indigenous, different physical and mental ability, and on we go, and we get into the, the kiriaki type of approach. Mm. You know, you don't think about it. You've got it easy, why bother? Um, which is incredibly sad. But yeah. um, one of the characteristics of leadership from everything I've read about leadership or about true and good leadership is empathy, um, emotional intelligence, thinking beyond your own um, limited and often selfish viewpoints. And it's a sad indictment that we have people in positions of leadership who are failing in such a major way on a major um, facet of leadership. I would <laughs> I would be surprised if there was a charade of empathy in the current government. Yes. Um, there's there's probably there's probably maybe maybe three people that I've agreed with in the last few years but it's it, it, it just all comes down to this uh, 
obsessively patriarchal society that's just obsessed with the ideas of what is normal and what is what isn't. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so arbitrary to say that this is normal, this isn't, this is what a man should be, this is what a woman should be, and never the twain shall meet, and, and there's nothing in between. And it's just who makes these rules? It's, you know, it's it's almost like... It's almost like there's this rule book that no one else is allowed to look at. Mm. And I, I don't know... I don't know why people feel the need to stick to it. Well, this is the thing. You've got the people who make the rule book and say, well, I've got a right to control your life. And I know it's a phrase that has many connotations, but someone then, someone who's LGBTI, females, etc., then just say no. Mm. And no does mean no. <laughs> and I use that phrase very respectfully and empathically to those who have faced huge difficulties where someone has tried to control their life because someone else says, this is my rule book, you have to follow it, but the other the person on the, re- we'll say on the receiving end of that control didn't give their cons- consent in so many ways. Exactly, and that's what we, that's definitely the idea we want to bring uh, to Saltwalk is that there's there's no one that can tell you what you should wear, what you should do, how you mm. should conduct yourself, who you should have sex with, uh, whether you should have sex at all. Yeah. It's, you know, you, you, you make your own rules for yourself. And uh, so many so many people are shamed into believing that, that again, their uh, assault is their fault for whatever reason. And, mm. and that's just another thing that a horrible patriarchal society wants to tell you is that you're somehow in control of uh, the way other people view you, mm. which is not true. If somebody wants to assault you, they're, they're going to, and it's not about what you wear mm. because, again, rape is not sex. So there's, it's not about tantalising uh, dress or, or, or being drunk or anything like that. It's purely a power move, uh, and that's the argument you have to have on a daily basis with rape apologists, unfortunately, is just trying to basically tell them what rape is. Yeah. We should um, point out that if anything is triggering in this program, um, please call services like QLife for queer people on 1800 184527 around Australia and also um, point out um, services like Lifeline on 13114 and many other services that are out there. We've still got lots more to talk about, <laughs> um, but I'm just um, going to play um, in the spirit of musical pansexual diversity, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre, some music of the twangy kind from Becky Cole um, that says you can um, come back from a difficult experience. Um, life goes on. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally and guest Lisa Dib. CR, 855 AM digital. 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender, or genre. And um, that was some music of both kinds, and it definitely was a winner. From the Winners 2003 Country Music Awards compilation, the one, the only, Becky Cole. And life goes on. You can keep moving forward. Lots more to talk about and move forward in this <laughs> topic. Gosh, um, it just seems to keep flowing and flowing. There's so many angles, and you know we wanted to, we've you know talked about sex positivity and control and those sort of things, but I think we still had a little more to cover on sex positivity as well. And imagine how different things would be, not just in terms of sex workers and intimacy, but in other things if we had good communication 
and consent in so many areas of life. What's weird is how uh, how bizarre uh, it is seen to be open and communicative in, uh, sexually. Mm. Um, if there's if not if if I've learnt nothing else from online dating, then mm-hmm. it is that men can be uh, and and obviously you know I speak about you know cis hetero men. Uh, men can be quite affronted when a woman uh, basically uh, says what she wants, uh, mm. is open about um, her sexuality and and what she wants from a man. Mm. Um, and then obviously uh, when you are in flagrante, it, you know, they, they can often be uh, surprised to find that a woman will know what she wants and, you know, demand it. It's it's really strange that as a society, it's seen as it's seen as something kinky or bizarre mm. uh, that that a woman would take the the leading role in a sexual context. Yeah, it says so much about that sort of control again that um, well can happen where people will say often. Um, as you say, cisgender, heterosexual, masculine males, well, it's got to be a shorter way to say that, um, <laughs> think that they... Dude can... bros. Dude bros? Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, if I wanted to be nastier, I'd say knuckle-draggers, but, <laughs> you know, it happens in so many places, you know, in workplaces, and this, of course, isn't limited to the very bi- narrow binary ideas of gender. Someone says, I'm ordering you to do something, even though it's a totally stupid idea, it might even be illegal. I've had, I had this happen to me in my accounting life where... Uh, a manager just said, I'm ordering you to do something, it was in total breach of an award. And I said, and the hard thing is to say no. Mm. It can be really difficult when people put any even verbal um, aggression on you or even in their tone of voice, you know, um, quick reenactment, I'm ordering you to do this, that sort of thing. It can yeah. feel intimidating. And it's, I think, you know, we also need to look at how we move past this and just, you know, we almost need to, you know, sometimes teach all sorts of people just say, hey, no. Yeah, and, and it's and to, to, for ground. them to know that it's not their fault if they are intimidated or afraid because yeah. uh, it doesn't make you weak if you are um, overpowered or intimidated by someone else. Uh, mm. They are they are obviously the perpetrator and they are uh, they are at fault and they are wrong in that. Um, it is it is never uh, ever someone's own fault if they are victimized or assaulted or or, yeah. or in any way um, made to feel small or less than because i mean and it does happen so much uh at the hands of 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 dude bros because because mm. uh, they they have so much power and you know as we go along it's just about getting more and more power so that we don't have to as a society be made to feel like we should be you know curtsying to these mm. to, to the people in power curtsying <laughs> very good <laughs> I, I can you know I, I, can, I have to have a chuckle at the genderedness in that curtsy bow and scrape yes you know. um and grovel and it's yeah about saying no and you know the situation in a workplace workplace bullying is a form of power over people if someone orders you to do something and, if, and i think from memory the definition in victorian law is repeated unreasonable behavior mm. that causes distress for the recipient and clearly to order someone particularly if it was illegal as as it was say so my case you know that's obviously got to be distressing because it's going to cause an ethical dilemma yeah. and all that sort of stuff so yeah people do it but let's go. i think what's frustrating mm. is that 
every single time I try and have a discussion with somebody who doesn't agree with me on this, uh, especially when, you know, as Saltwalk gets closer, we, uh, especially on the internet, have to have mm. these arguments with people. And almost overwhelmingly, it is these dude bros who decide to come to us, not with helpful hints mm. or, you know, neutral questions, usually just with affronts to our organization. And they will usually say something like, um, but women, uh, women assault people too, but men are assaulted mm. too, but this, but that. And I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what they want me to do with that information mm. because, yeah, obviously, um, you know, these white cis males are also survivors. Um, obviously, women can be perpetrators as well. Uh, you know, life isn't black and white, but overwhelmingly yes. <laughs> the statistics uh, are... Uh, uh, women as survivors, uh, tra- trans people as survivors, yep. sex workers as survivors, Indigenous women especially as survivors. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's purely it's it's purely a matter of statistics and and the society we live in that says that these people are okay to to victimise these people aren't, and the it it comes back to the the, the not all men thing, mm. which is like does it have to be all men for you to care about it? Yeah. Does it have to be literally every single man mm. that has abused or victimised someone for you to care. Can't it just be overwhelmingly more than enough? Yeah, and it just seems like there's any self-rationalising excuse going on to shut down the debate. And I sometimes feel that, you know, when um, that not all men phrase is used by that males who, even if they aren't abusers, even if whether they're conscious of it or not, so to speak, are just using it to shut down the debate. They won't talk about it. Well, not good enough. And mm. even if it's only, even if let's say there had only ever been one person who had been, say, sexually assaulted, that's still not good enough. And of course, it is about this power and control. And this is where, for a show like this, we go way beyond gender normative, heteronormative type of limitations. You know, it does happen in all relationships. And part of the reason where it doesn't hasn't been talked about until very recently in LGBTI is this controlling of. Well, see, if you people are bad, we're not going to give you your rights. So it's the yeah. heteronormative, patriarchal, cisgender society trying it's the to control. Classic, it's a classic. You asked for it. Yeah, yeah. Which, which comes, which comes out of not only um, people, people in uh, various LGBTIQ uh, relationships and communities, but also, you know, the behaviour that you exhibit. Again. Uh, you know, you asked for it by dressing in this way that society has said is, uh, you know, sluttish. And again, I don't know where this rule book is that tells me that mm. this dress is slutty and this one isn't. Um, I mean, to me, uh, it seems like this is a this rule book is a made up concept. So I'm just not going to choose to 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 go by its rules. I I <laughs> I I saw the um uh. A funny, a funny tweet the other day, which sort of also made me think. Uh, mm. Someone had uh, screen capped a comment on uh, on, a, on a book of some sort that said uh, that said <laughs> that said it that a woman could not bone a man because men have the boner. Oh. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, the, the tweet was saying, "Look how ridiculous this is." But uh, I thought it was a really funny way of um, exhibiting what 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 say cis uh, hetero men think about sex and that it is purely something that a man inflicts on a woman uh as opposed to being something that might be like mutually 
satisfactory mm. uh, and obviously all the different things you can do in sex it's not just uh it's not just pe- penis in in vagina that's not <laughs> that's that's you know back well, in back back in the 40s that was what they all thought sex was but yes. you know there's lots of things you can do guys <laughs> well um de- definitely true and of course um then from it um, doesn't even think about um bodily diversity, gender diversity. Exactly. Um, that, and all sorts of other sex toys as well um, in terms of which could be, you know, um, um, could be considered boning as well. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All... It's so weird to think that society just thinks of this very specific, archaic thing that sex is. Yeah. Um, it's very disappointing. Yeah. I wanted to do one more topic before we have another break in mm-hmm. a track, and that is let's get to the meat of this not all men thing. I'm just not sure. I just want to make sure we've really covered it. And also <laughs> in terms of, um, which I want to talk about just when we get back for the last segment, mm-hmm. um, people coming to Slut Walk next week. Yep. It's a really difficult one, you know, that um, it's it's sometimes used as a shutdown, but it is, I have to be honest, I personally feel it is unfair on men who are trying to be positive, supportive, and well, we'll say well-behaved and respectful and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I do feel um, troubled by the fact that it's creating extremism on a lot in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's um, if there's one thing that is troubling is the rise of the uh, loudness of MRAs, men's rights activists, yeah. um, who claim to be men's rights activists but are purely a defensive force against feminism because yeah. they don't seek to help men; they just seek to attack feminism. I mean, if you if you've ever uh, uh, looked at a say an MRA blog or or a, or a website and seen what they say. There's nothing helpful about uh, uh, you know that might help men or, or issues that that men might face. It's purely about saying like I mean there there are whole articles that are just this feminist said this. Look at what an idiot she is. I mean it's it's really reactionary and really problematic. And I don't know. I don't know what makes men want to be that. Um, I mean, I assume it's uh, it's obviously you know uh, inbuilt misogyny that's mm. making them look at a feminist and say, "Well, that's a dumb idea," um, and decide to go the complete extreme other way. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's it, it's really disappointing because there are there are a lot of good men that I've met who are genuinely helpful, um, quiet because mm. you know don't. Don't um, try and explain feminism to me. Mm. <laughs> um, Mansplaining, yes. Exactly. Don't don't uh, don't talk over me. I'll shut you down. Mm. Um, as, and, and but and supportive, and they genuinely want to know more. They genuinely want to help. Um, and that's always very comforting to see. But it, there should be more. You know, when yeah. I when I think about how many or feminist or, or feminism supportive men I know in my life, I wish there were more. Yeah. So yeah, there's a chat. There's a a quest for us how do we get more people involved all right let's yes let's do some gender blurring we'll come back we'll just um wrap it up talk about when and where slut walk is what's involved mention the speakers again also about staying safe we want to definitely talk about that yep. also just i'll do the other um queerish type of events coming up in melbourne but let's do some gender blurring in the meantime um that's well it is garbage but it's not 3cr 855 am digital 3cr.org.au sally with guest lisa dibb from slutwalk i'm jane clifton author musician actor marriage celebrant author of the address book 
I've always been fond of 3CR, and not just because they played the song by my band stiletto, Woman in Trouble, 50,000 times. I was grateful for that, but that was a few years ago. Here I am again after all these years, and so is 3CR, still supporting musicians and writers and people with ideas to share. Keep going, 3CR. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at by-alliance.org. You're playing that one over the next month as we lead up to celebrate Bisexuality Day on the 23rd of September. And of course, Bi-Alliance's regular meeting, which is the fourth Tuesday of the month, falls on the 22nd, the evening before, and we'll be having uh, just a big dinner. Um, who knows if someone will make, bake a pink, purple and blue cake for <laughs> Celebrate Bisexuality Day. Um, blurring genders, hashtag binary busters and all that. Um, we heard from um, and- androgyny, and it always seems contradictory to say andro- um, garbage with androgyny, but um, mm-hmm. um, that was the name of the band, and um, we want to talk about it. But we want to talk about um, um, safety at Slut Walk next week. It's sad that we have to do it, but we've got to talk about it um, in terms of who is welcome, in terms of, well, gender and anything else, but also in case there is negative reaction from well, anyone on the sidelines. Um, so let's talk about those two issues um, to wrap it all up. Well, obviously, uh, there's no dress code. Yep. That would be counterproductive. Um, wear what you want. I uh, don't know what the weather's going to be like, as long I as you're comfortable, you know. Just brought that up. Um, the Bureau forecast for Melbourne for Saturday, 5 September next week. Um, possible rain um, to one millimetre, 30% chance, cloudy, slight <laughs> chance, Um so um, top of 13, so we'll say t- relatively typical Melbourne spring. Look, if it weather. rains, we'll march in the rain. We don't care. But, you yes. know, it's just wear what you're comfortable with. Um, and uh, th- this year we'll also have um, uh, trigger and grievance officers available for people that um, may be uh, triggered or just not Beautiful. coping well. Um, so they'll be... They'll be uh, pretty obvious because we'll, we'll we'll have various marshals in in high cool. biz that you can you can go to for help um we'll have an Auslan interpreter calls uh and uh, as well as there, there will be a a section for for people with mobility issues um Excellent. so that they can uh obviously see perfectly well um uh yeah it's it, it's it's a standard i mean if anyone's been uh, every year it'll be the it'll be the same uh, so we meet at one o'clock uh, outside the state library uh, there'll be speakers, so yes, yeah, so it was uh, Van Batten was hosting, uh, Jane Green from Scarlet Alliance, Sally Goldner from Transgender Victoria, um, uh, Nabila Farhat from uh, Shakti Australia, um, and uh, Karen Karen Pickering, one of the yeah. founders, will also be uh, uh, doing uh, a little talk about um, our friend Cat Muscat, who passed away recently. Yeah, um, who. Uh, who was a great a great friend of the whole community and also uh, was on the Saltwalk team yeah. uh, for a few years um, and we miss her very dearly. But uh, so we'll be doing a little a little tribute to her um, and yeah and then as usual we we march from uh, from the state library to 
to Fed Square, um, where we'll congregate and hopefully feel a bit better about about ourselves. It's um, it's a good march. Uh, I've I've not uh, in the years that I've done it, I've not felt any kind of um, uh, horrible horribleness mm. <laughs> from people on the sidelines who may not be involved. Obviously. Um, some people feel the need to, to yell things out um, just as they're passing, which is, you know, I, 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 I let it just sort of water off yeah. a duck's back. But um, some people may not, um, you know, may, may not be able to take it. But you know what? If you if you feel the need to, um, you know, hark back with something at them, do it. Just do what you got to do. Um, the uh, I think that I think that one year there was uh, there was just a guy who. Um, who just said something like, um, you know, back off slots or something, and uh, and there was there was a, a bunch of a bunch of women that just said, uh, back off, idiot. Yeah, like just 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 shouting at him, shouting him down from his weird ivory tower of misogyny, and uh, and he and he backed away scared after that because you know obviously he expected women to be demure and just take his abuse, but. Uh, obviously, we don't we don't do that. Um, Absolutely, but yeah, and and but obviously we we value the safety of survivors above all else, and yeah. and also the safety of um, people on the march. Uh, so we'll have lots of people available, um, a big team, and lots of um, marshals and trigger officers for anyone that uh, needs any kind of help. Oh, we'll also have um, Melbourne Street medics as well um, oh, cool. for for any kind of. Oh, and any ailments you may have, because uh, yeah, yeah, sprained ankle or whatever else. Yeah, or if you just got you know a bit of a sore tum, just yep. have a, have a bit of a rest. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good day. It's it's probably mm. I've been to a lot of protests and a lot of marches, and it, this is definitely the one that has the most um, has the most positivity around it because there's just so much support, mm. um, not just for survivors but for feminists and and for everybody that comes along. It's just really. Even though it's it's a, it's sad that we have to have the march at all, yeah. it's sad that we have to uh, deal with this problem every year, and that sometimes it it just feels like it's getting worse, and you just don't know how to how to deal with. You know, I mean, you open the paper, and there's like mm. I think I read the paper on Friday, and there was three stories in about twenty pages about um, women uh, being murdered or, or or victims of sexual assault, and it's just. It can really get you down, but also the whole vibe of the day is that we're trying to make it better. So there's a real feeling of optimism and positivity as well. And yeah. It's very heartening. Yeah, we can exchange ideas, support each other across a whole range of diversity and you know, just make, make life better with more dignity, respect and a fairer go. And, yeah, totally agree with what you say. Um, with re-hecklers, just uh, you can either ignore them or if you feel you've got a, a line that you want to go with, go back. Um, yeah. Someone last year, interestingly, an older woman said to uh, someone marching next to me, you look ridiculous, and the march just said, your views are ridiculous or something <laughs> like that. And, and that, that's true. you just got to shut these people down because, you know, I mean, I don't know what makes a person want to yell at a stranger for, for nothing at all, but, you know, they're obviously the, uh, mm. they're obviously the, the, the bad one in that, you know. All right, we'd better leave it there running rapidly out of time. Lisa, thank you so much for coming in for the whole show and for the rain next week, as my as our <laughs> grandmothers would have said, bring a brolly. Um, yeah, uh, and if anyone's, if anyone's interested, just go to saltwalkmelbourne.com.au or the Saltwalk uh, 
the yep. Sidewalk Melbourne Facebook page and heaps of information. You can chat to us. We'll chat to you. All right. Better wrap it up there. Very quickly, mm-hmm. other events this week. Polyvic Social at a new at a new temporary home, um, the Cider House in Brunswick Street and Bent TV on Friday night. And also the Melbourne Aces are meeting next. Um, I have it in my diary. Um, I'm talking asexuality, which we touched on earlier, um, are on next Sunday at 2 p.m. at um, Sancho. Anyway, better get out of here um, very quickly. It's the end mm-hmm. of the show, but it is only the beginning of a better society. Here's Deborah Conway to take us out for a few seconds. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Thanks, Lisa Dib. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.